Camille Dundas, co-founder and editor-in-chief of Canada's leading Black Canadian online magazine, BuyBlacks.com, joins me now. Hey, Camille. Good morning, Maggie. How are you? Good, good. So, Camille, you posted a video on TikTok that went viral around an event that was scheduled to happen last night at the National Arts Centre in Ottawa. Tell us about this. So the event happened Friday night. It's oh, Friday. A play that's okay. happening at the at the uh, National Arts Center in Ottawa. It's a play called Is God Is, written by an African American woman um, that focuses um, on a story about two sisters. The National Arts Center, uh, as you know, a publicly funded Canadian institution, um, did a really great thing, and they were like, you know what? They noticed, acknowledged that historically. Black people have been marginalized from spaces like theaters. In fact, historically in Canada, black people could not access uh, um, theaters like this. Or, as we know, they had to sit uh, in segregated areas. Uh, we know the story of Carrie Best, of Viola Desmond, who were dragged out of, out of theaters for sitting in the wrong place. Um, they tried to uh, acknowledge this and have what is known in the theater community, which is very common in other cities, Toronto, New York, etc., um, as a blackout night where they in, open up the theater and say, hey, we want to have one special showing that is for the black community. Come into this space. We want to show you you're welcome. If you've never been here before, come on in and you'll be able to enjoy this, uh, this play, um, you know, with other black people in community um, and feel comfortable in the space. Right. Um, so so uh, that that went off and then backlash ensued mm. <laughs> um or as i like to call it the white lash machine uh was turned on and we got a lot of comments ranging from oh this is segregation martin luther king must be turning in his grave um this is reverse racism um canada shouldn't stand for this etc cetera, etc cetera. and it then became a matter of of uh splitting hairs it appeared that the uh the theater canceled um canceled the uh the the event um and uh and uh it, it looks like um it looks like uh they were they were going to cancel it uh because they changed some of the wording on the website sorry if i'm cutting out there i'm in my car nope yeah um, you're good and uh they uh they 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 changed it they changed the um the the wording to say uh it was no longer sort of just for the black community right um, and so it appeared that it was canceled. Um, and then after I posted my video, um, they, uh, they messaged me and said, no, 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 it's not canceled. Um, we just changed the wording um, uh, to say uh, anyone is welcome. So then it just became a whole, you know, back and forth of people saying, is it canceled? Is it not canceled? Did they backtrack? Did they not backtrack? Um, but from what I can see, the event went off um, fine Friday night. There was one, which I will call a troll on Twitter who went there just to troll people who were mm. at the event. I saw her posting pictures um, um, saying, oh, look, I, I was able to get into the, to, the, uh, to, the, to the theater as if anyone was ever going to be rejected. No one was ever going to be turned away. They were not checking people's race or ethnicity at the door. Um, it was just about inviting the community in. Yeah, and 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 the thing is here, Camille, and applaud you for uh, just letting all of us know about this um, and bringing this to the forefront. It, you know, you're right. I mean, the National Arts Center and many of these museums uh, are not places that have felt welcoming to Black Canadians, to Black people, and so kudos for them to try to say, hey, how do we bridge that gap? 
How do we create a space that shows that uh, we are, you know, we want to be a welcoming space to all di- all ethnicities? Um, it's also Black History Month, so I'm sure that that's Correct. the reason why they did this as well. But again, I, to your point, at no point did they say no other cultures are invited into this space. It was really right. to center in on a community that has not always felt welcome in these spaces. Correct. You know, and, and as I was sharing um, with, with some of the community online, you know, an example, I, I took my daughter to the Nutcracker uh, a couple of years ago when she was little, and she loved it. She absolutely fell in love with, you know, the dancers on stage. During the intermission, a white couple behind us, very nice people, um, struck up a conversation and started peppering me with a bunch of questions in, a, in the kindest manner, mind you, um, ranging from uh, how did I afford these tickets? Oh, mm. well, you know, because these tickets are so expensive. And, uh, oh, well, where are, you, where, are you, where are you guys from? No, no, like, I mean, like, where are you really from? Mm. And then when my daughter, I guess she was bored with the conversation by this time, started twirling around dancing in the, in the aisles. And the woman, in a jokingly way, said, oh, don't let her do any of that twerking. Oh, my. And I was like, wow, wow, okay. And, I mean, that is mild, right? And, but there are many other ways that black people have felt excluded in these spaces from people kind of distancing themselves from you physically or just asking you questions that honestly you wouldn't ask another white person. Yes. And it's just the assumption that you don't belong here. And that is what these types of initiatives are trying to reverse. What I want people to understand is that representation is not segregation. And when you are accustomed to always having access to every single space, the very moment when we say, hey, let's make space for other people, it can somehow feel like a rejection and it can feel like segregation. But what you need to do is look within and understand why these temporary measures, right? What we call temporary corrective measures are even needed in the first place. And as I said in the video, if you're a white person who is upset about this, I want you to think about maybe your behavior might be the reason why we even need these type of, of nights. Yep. Because maybe you have unconsciously made other people, black people feel comfortable in your space. I need people to think about that. Camille, even in your example, and you shared that in the TikTok video of, you know, going to the nutcracker, right? I, I just said to somebody recently that just this past week that microaggressions are like dying by a million cuts. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. so it's, you know, there's one thing to have somebody say like a really obscene slur to you, call you the N word. Sure. And there's another thing when people do it in such a, a submersive kind of, you know, kind, um, passive aggressive way by asking you how you could afford the tickets. For me, that hurts even more. I don't know about you, Camille, but you know, when I go to events like this, and again, knowing that you might be the only black person or black woman in the room, so many things go through your mind. Right. Like how you dress, how you how you how you style your hair. I mean, these are the things these are the things that black people have to think about because we know we're going to we're going to be faced with microaggressions in certain circles that we go in. And so going into a space where you don't have to worry about that, where you're among people that look like you can really help somebody even just bridge that gap by saying, hey, I would actually go back to the National Arts Center because it was seen as a welcoming place. Place to me. And two important points. One, there are specific nights for all other types of groups, for women, for okay. youth. I got a lot of comments from people who work in, in theaters in queer communities, and they say in queer theaters, they'll have nights just for women. 
Interesting. But somehow, when it comes to Black people, it's a problem. Yep. But we're able to be comfortable with having uh, special nights for all other different groups. The last point I'll make is, I'll give you a, a theater-specific example. My husband and I were at a play um, that was dealt very heavily with the N-word. Mm. The N-word was, it was a Black play, right, written by a Black playwright. Mm-hmm. And the characters were using the N-word very frequently. And the audience was majority white. Mm. What I can tell you is that because the word was used so frequently and also used um, as, an, as an exclamation in a joke, I, could, I, I became very uncomfortable in a, in a, in a, a large group of white people laughing mm. along with the use of the N-word. I understood the context that the N-word was using because I am black. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I understand all the different ways that it can be used. But it became somehow now offensive and uncomfortable for me to be sitting around one of a few black people in a space of white people almost laughing at the use of the word and wanting to use it themselves. And and so that's a very different experience now. If that was a a black audience, we would have all understood the context. Right. The struggle is real and it continues. And as you said, Camille, you know, these are. Uh, limited measures and we need to work towards how do we make this conversation permanent and how do we, and it's not our job as black people to, to uh, take away the, um, the uncomfortable feeling that people have uh, in situations like that. That is an internal work that people have to do for themselves. Thanks so much, Camille, for joining us today.